Welcome to Do It For The Process, studio conversations for artists and creatives. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, professional artist, educator, and mother of three. In this podcast, we dive deep into what it means to run a successful creative entrepreneurship, how to stay true to your art while also growing your creative business, and I always give a gentle reminder to fall in love with the process all along the way because I firmly believe your creative business is only as strong as your creative practice. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm currently in San Diego, California. This is not where I live. I've been here all, well, for a few days for a mastermind retreat. I joined a mastermind called Impact Mastermind led by Steve McLaren, uh, I would say maybe two weeks ago. I flew out to California to meet everyone in person and oh my goodness, I'm so happy that I joined. I'm so happy that I made the effort to be here on rather short notice. The people in that room are so wise and so so intelligent and so generous. I I'm so full. Like my brain is mush. My heart is is expanded by at least 10%. And it was really an honor to be there. So I'm sure that'll come out. I'm sure that I will share things that I learned at the Mastermind Retreat and the upcoming retreats over the next few months and years because it's really gonna make an impact in my business, which therefore will come out in this podcast, I'm sure. But today we're going to talk about something much more artistic, much more close to most of our homes, most of our studio practices. We're gonna talk about creating artwork in collections. And really I'm going to talk about how that has changed my business dramatically and forever. Before we get into that, I'm very excited to tell you that Making Artwork, my signature 12-week course, is coming back. Doors open February 18th. That is not that far away. All of the information for the course is available at emilyjeffordslearn.com. You can see what's inside all the modules. There are 12 modules covering 12 weeks. And within those 12 weeks, we really dive into everything that goes into running a sustainable and profitable creative business. We talk about things like how to create artwork in collections in depth, how to price your work, how to create a beautiful marketing buzz, how to have a beautiful email newsletter, how to show up on Instagram and on social media, how to set up a shop and a website that really sell for you while you're sleeping, while you're on vacation, while you're, you know, at the beach with your kids, whatever how to diversify your foreign art business so that you're not just relying on consistently creating work, how you can create other revenues of, of income, which is incredible and has given me so much freedom in my own life. Pricing for profit, selling, how to send you know emails that are a bit more sensitive or emails to publishers or to blogs or to companies that you want to work with. Um, really, this, this course covers a lot of ground rather quickly. 12 weeks is not a short amount of time, but for the amount of content that we have in this course, it is intense and it is a massive resource to you. A massive resource. All of the enrollment information, all of the course information are at emilyjeffordslearn.com. Hop over there and check it out. Before the course begins though, I have a gift for you. 
I would love to give you a preview of my teaching style. Now, of course, if you're already in this podcast, you probably know me a bit better than some people do. But nonetheless, join us. This is going to be incredible. We're doing a five-part video series that will give you a really good insight into how to be a professional artist, how to be a professional, profitable, creative entrepreneur, which those words do go together, by the way. Profitable and creative do go hand in hand. I know that's not normal. I know it's not what you've heard. It's true. You can make a living as a creative. I promise you. I promise you. We're going to do that five-part video series beginning on February 4th. That is very soon. That free video series goes through the 8th, so the 4th through the 8th, five different videos. And then on the 12th, we're going to begin a share the work challenge, which is I'm so excited about. We're actually going to implement and take small actions every day for seven days. So the 12th through the 18th, we're going to do something together. I'm going to hop on on Facebook Live and give you a live training. I'm going to show you guys how I do certain things in my business. And I guarantee by the end of these two free offers, you are going to have so much more confidence and clarity in your business, both between the free mini series and the share the work challenge. I promise you, you're going to be set up for success. I don't care where you are in your business now. If you haven't sold one thing thus far, you're fine. You've got this. I will help you get ready for making artwork, which begins February. Well, it doesn't begin. The doors open February 18th through the 25th. We begin on the 9th. I just had to look that up. We begin on the 9th. It's a 12-week course beginning March 9th. And I am just, I'm so excited about this. Last year, this course changed so many lives. It changed so many people's trajectories and opened up their minds to what is possible, to what is, what is expected, what is the new normal. We don't have to be starving artists. We don't have to live in poverty. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to do things that we don't want to do to make money. You don't need to have a side job. It's fine if you do, but you don't have to have a second job. You can actually make your full-time living with your creative work. I can show you how to do that because that's what I've been really good at over my career is growing consistently channeling my energy in the right directions, pouring my love and my heart into my collectors. And it's very, very possible to make this profitable and sustainable. I'm so passionate about this. Check everything out at emilyjeffordslearn.com and do consider joining us. It's 100% worth it. Okay, let's get into some discussion about collections. Now, let me just lay some ground, some not ground rules. Oh my gosh, no, no rules. Uh, let me lay some groundwork here. I would like to just first clarify what a collection is. Now, if you know anything about being a fine artist, if you are a fine artist yourself, if you are a creative person yourself, you know that a lot of creatives create work and then sell that work. You know, we create something, we sell it. We create something, we sell it. That is not working in collections. Now, a more typical version of working in collections is working towards a show or working towards a gallery exhibition or working towards an art fair or something that has a bit of a larger body of work required, a larger presence is needed, that's working towards a collection. Now, take yourself out of the gallery space. Take yourself out of having that external that external deadline, that external project. 
you can still have collections on your own. You can still offer collections on your own. And I think it's a really beautiful way to offer your work to the world. And I have several reasons why I think that's true. But before I tell you those reasons, let me take you back to the beginning, back to when I was a young, young artist myself. I was selling paintings as soon as I created them. My first method of being a fine artist in the world was a painting a day challenge. I would paint a painting in the morning with my baby sleeping. She was a really good sleeper. So I had, you know, two or three hours to focus and then she would be at my feet playing or whatever nearby. Um, So I would paint in the morning and then in the mid afternoon, I would photograph the artwork and then I would get it ready for my website, edit the photos and get the listing and the copy ready and write a blog post and publish it and put it on my Etsy shop and say, this piece is available by the evening. Can you imagine that flow? And I did, I did mention this as a painting a day series. So I did this day after day, every single day, seven days a week (laughs) for 180 something days. I, I am exhausted thinking about it now. I do not know how I had the stamina or the drive to do that. It was an exceptionally uh, formative process and one I will never return to, but I did it. I did it. It's doable. It's just not sustainable. So that's how I began my creative work. Uh, from there, I, I got pregnant and I had a lot of morning sickness and I couldn't continue that high energy output process anymore. So I moved to creating artwork at random and then selling it at random. Again, not creating collections, creating single paintings that made me so happy and were so beautiful, selling those single paintings when they were available. We were living truly hand to mouth. We were absolutely living without abundance. So if I created a painting, I did need to sell it ASAP. So I'm going to give myself so much grace. I want you guys to be very well aware of that situation. That way, when you decide for yourself what you would like to do, you can also keep that in mind. Because if you are also living hand to mouth, if you are also living paycheck to paycheck or painting to painting in our case, then it's completely fine to not withhold that abundance to go ahead and sell a painting when you need to sell a painting because you are a grown adult, do what you need to do. However, as I began to find a little bit of space and a little bit of profit margin, it became very, very freeing for me to create work and to withhold it until I had finished my idea. I had created a body of work that stood together and stood on its own within my my personal development as an artist. It marked a section of life. It marked a moment in my, you know, in my thought and in my of who I am as a person, I got to tell a bigger picture, a fuller picture with my artwork. And that was very, very special and very gratifying to me as a creative to tell this larger story and weave these pieces of artwork together underneath a common theme or a common color story or a common medium, or they, they're all connected in some way, even if they look a little bit, um, disparate on the outside, if you can weave them together with the story, or with some kind of thread, you have a collection and your audience is going to be so excited about that. Now, 
I did mention subtly that creating work in collections is really good for your energy because it allows you to work in a beautiful flow. I think of the creative process as an arc. And when you're working in a collection, you have this long arc of inspiration gathering and then creative work and then creating and creating and creating. And then you get to go to the other side of the arc and begin photographing and marketing and listing and writing and selling and packaging and shipping. But that high point can be sustained. You can have that creative output time for quite a while. Let's say for two weeks or four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, however long you want to sustain that process, you can. I've even had my last in 2019, I had an arc of creativity that lasted for about six months. I didn't I didn't release a collection for about six months because I was slowly creating and pouring into my artwork and not worrying about selling it at that point. Again, I know that's a luxury, absolutely a luxury. In the early years, I could not have waited six months to sell a painting. There is no way. That was literally how we paid for groceries and how we paid our, you know, for our car insurance and our rent and all these things. So I understand if you can't do that, don't worry about it. But if you can give yourself a few days or maybe even let's say two weeks of that creative arc so you can just let your heart calm, let your mind calm, let your body focus on just pouring into your work, not having to distract from it to market and sell, you're going to love your process. I guarantee you're going to find so much peace and satisfaction in your process. In fact, I would say what's one of the most positive things about working in collections is it keeps you in a positive headspace. It keeps you from feeling um, like you're scattered or always sending out artwork or always creating for the sale. It keeps you focused on the intent and the message and the creative process and not you're not working for a buyer. You're not working for a sale or for that paycheck. You're working for a thought and a message and an emotion and something that you want to convey and communicate. And that's just a different focus. It's a different energy. And I, I think there's a beautiful, um, I, what I'm trying to say is I think it's good to focus on marketing and sales. I think that's totally fine and valid. And you're doing the world a service by selling your work. If you just keep it all, that's very, very selfish and doesn't help anybody and doesn't offer beauty to the world and doesn't offer people the chance to experience joy and satisfaction and emotion and connection in the way that buying artwork allows. There is nothing wrong with selling work. There is nothing wrong with marketing. There is nothing wrong with being in that headspace. However, it is a different headspace and it's a different mental process than the one that you need to have while you're creating. The creative head, proce head process or mental process should be much more in touch with thought and feeling and emotion and much more internal, much more based in your emotions and your mental state, not putting out, not asking someone else what they need, not asking someone else if they want something, asking yourself, what do you want to say and how do you want to feel and what do you want to convey? It's just, I, I think if you sit with that for a minute, sit with that idea for a minute, you're going to sense in yourself and in your body, in your mind, when you're doing something for the sake of the sale and when you're doing it for the sake of your creative output, your creative 
um, the process itself. I, I call it, like I say, do it for the process all the time because that truly matters. It really, really matters to your sustainability and to your longevity as a creative. And that's why I talk about it so much. Another benefit to working in collections is you get the chance to spend time with your work. You get the chance to have your own artwork on the walls, in your studio, in your house, in your, like you get to, you get to be with it. You get to enjoy it. And I I hope that you do enjoy your work. I know it can be hard sometimes because we can be extra critical and we can be extra, you you know, but that's what makes us good artists is that we evaluate and critique. But I hope that you can put those critiques away for a minute. Well, for forever, really. After you've, after you've said, this is done, I finished. It's good. After you've said that, I hope that you can be with your work and actually enjoy it. That actually took me a while. That's something that didn't come easily to me at first. I used to continue critiquing forever and never having the confidence and the peace to set something in my home or to let other people enjoy it in my presence. I don't know why that was, it's an insecurity thing, of course, but, um, that's something that I've grown to love is having my own artwork on my walls, not as a vanity thing, but because I really like what I do. I, I did something because I find it to be pleasurable and beautiful. And that means that I also enjoy being with it. I know that's not widely like if you don't think that that's fine you don't have to agree with me on that that's just something that I've come to enjoy about my process is that working in collections lets me keep artwork around my house for you know however long it takes until the collection is finished and then I can sell those pieces and I really like having the rotating gallery of work that feels fresh and every now and then a piece just stays for forever because I've grown to love it and it feels like something special to me so I really enjoy that about working in collections is I like, I like to have a moment with my artwork when I'm not critiquing it, when I'm not being judgmental of it. And again, like that is important. You should critique your work. You should evaluate your work and make it better. That's a big part of creating good work. But at some point you have to stop doing that and rest and let it be what it is and enjoy that. Otherwise... You, how, how can you market it and sell it if you don't like it, you know? So that's something that I've come to really enjoy. Okay, let's talk about how to create collections. Let's let's demystify this whole thing. I'm going to share exactly what I do. I'm going to share exactly my process. Um, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version for the sake of time. And also, this is a really big aspect in making artwork. We talk about making collections. We talk about selling collections in great depth. In fact, I give you an entire step-by-step process with multiple, like multiple methods, multiple um, lead times and collection sizes and different ways of doing this that have all been incredibly successful for me. Now, this is not normal. My audience is, is very, very supportive. But I have had collections sell out in under 10 minutes. I've had very uh, profitable collections sell out within an hour. Um, Large oil painting collections, they are very, my audience is so generous and so, so supportive. And I'm endlessly thankful for that. That's not normal. It's not normal. But it's totally possible, clearly, because I am not a rocket scientist and I am not a genius and I am not actually a whiz at marketing so if I can do it 
you can absolutely do it too. And that is what I get into making artwork is my exact methods for how I share my work with my audience, how, you know, everything from like the lead time needing to market properly and when and where you should talk about your work and how you should, you know, photograph and share it and make it uh, to bring the story around the work and let people really get immersed in it and understand your vision, understand why it matters and why it's important and why they should also take a moment to evaluate it for themselves. And, you know, it's a whole process and it is all so much fun. It is so much fun. And one of my favorite things in making artwork is <laughs> the students come into the course really squirmy and like they you re- you probably resonate with this also i i absolutely did resonate with this myself at one point they come into the course disliking marketing they don't want to talk about their work they don't want to talk about sales they don't want to talk about asking for money they don't want to it's just it's just weird if you don't have the right mental state to market and sell something I know because I've absolutely felt weird about it myself. It's very uncomfortable. But over the course of the course, <laughs> which is a funny phrase, um, in, in the course, I get to sh- like strip all of that out of your mind. Share with you how beautiful and powerful marketing can be for you and for your work and how your work deserves to be shared elegantly and consistently and widely and broadly and how you can do that and how you can do it without feeling weird because you should not feel weird. You create something glorious. And it's so fun to take all of those preconceived ideas, wash them away, replace them with generous beauty. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. So let's talk first about how to create collections. The first thing you want to do is to decide on a theme or an idea for your collection. Now this can be broad, this can be as loose as everything includes the color red, or everything has flowers, or everything has something to do with Paris. Like the the theme can be very broad, or it can be very niche. You know, you paint the exact same scene 10 times because each time is different and each time is unique. It can be whatever you want it to be. As long as you're clear and you can weave the story for your audience, that's all you have to do. You have to know the story of the collection. If you don't know the story, it doesn't make sense to anyone unless it's incredibly obvious, like you painted the same yellow horse 10 times. That's incredibly obvious. But if your collection is a bit looser than that incredibly obvious narrative, then make sure that you're telling the story. Make sure that each piece tells the story and then just convey that really beautifully and elegantly. Another question that I get asked frequently about creating collections is how many pieces should I include and what sizes should I create? Now this is a bit of a puzzle um, and it can slide depending on your audience and your work and your pricing and your the demand for your work and your desire, whatever you wanna create. So this is definitely something that you can shift to fit your needs and your desires for sure. But typically, if you're a fine artist, if you're a painter, I'm going to speak specifically to painters right now. If you're a ceramicist or a sculptor or someone who makes handmade goods, adapt this concept to fit what you offer. But I'm going to talk about painting specifically. If you are a fine artist 
Um, let's say that you create four large paintings and each painting is $5,000. That's $20,000 in possible sales. Now you're probably going to sell two, maybe three of those pieces if you're marketing well and your audience is super into it and you know you're doing a good job on that side of it you're probably going to sell three you might sell four that's awesome if you sell four that's great i always tell my students to plan on selling about 40 percent um because if you sell more than that that's bonus but if you can live on 40 percent of your sales then you are you're in a good spot you know like you you're safe um if you plan on living on 100% of sales, it's really hard to sell 100%. So you're kind of risking a bit. I would definitely not price my work that way. Um, so if you make four large, very beautiful, high-end paintings, so let's say they're $5,000, $10,000 each, whatever, um, you can offer four of them because that price point is worth the energy that takes to market it. Does that make sense? So if the price point, if the profit is worth the energy of marketing, then go for it. However, the flip side of that is if you're going to talk about something for uh, in, in making artwork, I gave you guys a formula that basically outlines an eight week marketing schedule or four week marketing schedule and then a surprise launch. And there's a couple other adaptions to that mixed in. But if you're going to talk about something for four or eight weeks, it needs to be worth both your energy and your audience's energy. So if you're selling, if you're talking about four $25 paintings for eight weeks, that's both not worth your energy or, or your audience's energy. Does that math make sense to you guys? So if you're gonna talk about a collection of small artwork, I would recommend that you have enough pieces in that collection that it's worth your energy to market effectively. And it's worth your audience's energy to come to your website to find that work. Because if they come to your website and you're trying to sell four $25 paintings, they've been snatched up because they're so affordable and so beautiful. And of course people want them because you know, they love your work and they love you and they're excited for you. So of course those are gone. And then you've drawn so many people to your site or to your shop or to your gallery opening or whatever to sell things that are there. There's, there's not enough. There's not enough to meet the demand. Does that make sense? It's a supply and demand issue. So if you're going to sell lesser priced work, lesser is not the right word, lower priced work. There we go. Um, I would have more more options. I would have more varieties. If you're going to sell pieces that are under $100, make sure that you have many, many, many of them, like more than 25, like more than maybe like 40 or 50 pieces. Um, this again, depends on your audience size, because remember that sliding scale I was mentioning earlier, the parts of the equation are demand, desire, price, and quantity. So demand by that, I mean, your audience is searching and longing for your work. How many people are saying, I want your work, I want your work, I want your work. If you have 10, 10 collectors that you know are into your work or possible collectors that you know are into your work, that's beautiful. If you have 100, that's even better. If you have 1,000, that's even better. If you have more than 1,000, you're in a sweet spot. Desire, by that I mean your desire. What do you want to create? What are you feeling inspired by? Are you inspired by painting large and you know really big and beautiful? then go for that. If you want to paint a hundred tiny paintings, then go for that. If you want to create a hundred, you know, I have a friend that created a thousand mugs, a thousand mugs. I don't remember the time frame. It was kind of, it was, it was a bit of a, a long time frame, like maybe, 
a year. Um, her name is Katie Post, and she runs a shop called Elyria Pottery in Oxford. Her work is gorgeous. It's so, so beautiful. Go check it out. Um, I think her handle is Elyria Pottery on Instagram. She created a thousand mugs. It was a beautiful project. Those are lower price items for her. I believe they're about $40, maybe 40 pounds since she's in the UK. So a lower price point, her audience eats them up. They, they just love them. They snatch them up as soon as they're available. So for her to create a thousand met both the demand and her desire to create a bunch of mugs and have fun with that process. The next factor in the sliding scale is price. So you want to include either a lot of lower price items or only a few larger price items. Again, the goal is to meet your needs. The goal is to meet the price point preference of your audience. So if your audience doesn't want to buy lower price items, some audiences only want to buy high-end fine art. They don't want to buy something for 200 bucks. They don't want to buy something for a thousand bucks. They want to buy something that's over $10,000 because that gives them that prestige and that uh, value, that quality that they're looking for. However, other audiences don't have that kind of money and they want something that's under a hundred or under 500 or under a thousand. So get to know your audience and where their sweet spot is. Every audience is different. Every collector base is different. And you are in charge of attracting those collectors, attracting the right audience that fits your work and your vision. If your vision is to paint super, super large, I mean like massive paintings, then you must attract that higher end audience. If your vision is to create lower price work, but you wanna create a lot of it and just you really love that process of creating and creating and creating, beautiful. Then you're able to attract a lower price, a lower price collector base and that's totally fine. The next thing on our sliding scale is the quantity. So again, with that price situation, if you're selling a lot of smaller pieces, you need to have a lot of work in a collection. If you're selling more expensive pieces, you can have five or 10 or 15 pieces and that's enough because your audience wants prestige, they want something special, and you don't need to sell a hundred $10,000 paintings. I mean, it's amazing if you can and if you do, that's totally fine, but you don't need that to, to live, to survive, to pay for all your bills and live comfortably and to, you know, thrive. So those are the four parts of the scale that I would keep in mind. Demand, your audience's demand, your collector's demand, your desire, what do you actually want to do? The price, getting that equation just right, and then the quantity. So those are the four things that I always think about in a collection. Most of my collections of oil paintings are between 15 and 30 pieces. My collections of the lower price abstract work, those are about, I believe they're about 300-ish. I usually have about 25 or 30 of those. Um, and the, the price points for the oils vary a bit from about 400 to about 2,500. Um, so it's, what I'm trying to say is the collection itself is profitable enough that it's worth all my energy to make the work to sell the work, to market the work, to, you know, bring it to the world in the right way and hire a photographer and to really do a beautiful job on my website. And like, it's a lot of energy that goes into this process of creating a collection, but it's worth it because I'm pricing it accordingly. And, and this is huge. 
it's worth it because I'm loving all of it. I get to have that arc. I get to have that, that process where I get to just be with the creative process and I get to love that phase. And I don't feel jolted out of it. I don't feel like I'm rushing or like I'm being pulled or dragged anywhere. I feel very connected to the process and that's very, very enjoyable for me. Now, where can you sell your collection? Where can you offer this work? You can offer it anywhere you want, online, on your website, um, in a gallery, and a third-party site, like a third-party website. You could have a pop-up shop in town somewhere. You could have a house show. You could really, there are no wrong ways to sell your work as long as you are meeting your audience where they want to be met and as long as you're really in love with the idea. That's so important that you're excited. For me, I really enjoy sharing my work online because I can have a lot of photos, I can have video, I can really, I can meet collectors all over the world. I sell my artwork to people that live in countries I'd never even been to, and that's amazing. My work has been to places that I may never go, and that's that's very, very special to me. Um, but pick the venue that excites you most and that you enjoy most. Okay, if you would like to plan this further, if you're kind of a pen to paper kind of gal or guy, download the Artist's Year of Growth. There's a lot of information about collections in there. Um, it's subtle. Like I talk about when to not launch a collection. I talk about working with the seasons. I talk about mapping out your year so that you have the right structure for your financial needs and your, your energy needs and your emotional needs. So download that, go to emilyjeffordslearn.com and you can find that there. Um, I would also recommend something that my mastermind, what do we call them? Mastermind mate, is that a thing? (laughs) A lady in my mastermind that I just joined that I told you about at the beginning of this episode, she shared her year with us, her year calendar, but she did it in a circle. And I've never seen this done before. So if you'd like to try this out, go ahead and get out some paper, draw a circle, and then basically write the numbers of the months around the circle, just like a clock, like, you know, 12 at the top, six at the bottom, just like a clock. We're very used to this format. But instead of a clock, the numbers are the months of the year. And then you can drop your your collections into the year you know, just like maybe put a star by the month that you'd like to have a collection release. And then you can use a colored pencil or whatever you want to use. There are no rules, obviously. Um, but you kind of just draw a line that signifies how long it's going to take you to create this collection. So right now it's February, almost February. Draw a line so that the, the effort that goes into the creating the work happens until the collection is released. Does that make sense? So this line is arcing along the circle until the collection release begins. And then if you'd like to overlap collections, if you're okay with creating multiple different things at the same time, you can begin the next collection by drawing a line, go into the next collection release. Or if you're more of a clean cut, you know, finish this project, begin the next, you just do one after the the other, no big deal. But that might let you see when you're going to have profitable bursts in your business, especially if you work in collections. If you work outside of the collection model, you'll have bursts of income as you sell paintings, which could happen consistently all year round, you know, once every other day, once every week, whatever you'd like to do. Um, And again, that is absolutely not wrong. 
there's no wrong or right way, right way to do this. I'm just talking about the collection model because that's something that I've loved so much. So I find that to be very visual and very reassuring to know that my, my, the flow of my year will, will be profitable. It's just nice to see it in that format. So if that circular motion feels good to you, try that out and see how it feels. All right. If you have any questions about the collection model or creating collections, please ask me. I'm happy to answer some questions for you. Pop into my DMs and I'll reply as I'm able. I would love to help you out in this way. And yeah, it's going to be a great year. I'm so excited for all the collections that we're all going to create. I cannot wait to share the collection that I'm working on right now. It's so beautiful. I'm so in love with it. The pieces have been on my walls for months, to be honest with you, because I've been painting very slowly this year and last year. So, <clears throat> all right, my voice is going away. I'm going to call it a night, but um, pop over to making artwork on emilyjeffordslearn.com. Check that out. I think it would be amazing for you if you are looking to grow your business and to grow your collections, to grow your audience and your customers. I'm just going to say it. You need to take the course. Like I've designed this because I'm good at this and I will help you with your questions. I will help you succeed. I will help you grow. It's going to be amazing. It's going to change your life. I can say that with confidence because it's changed many, many lives, including my own. So, okay, that's all for now. I'll see you next time. Bye.